0: podcast, What's in Your Story Bag, where we peep into people's lives, their experiences, memories, and dreams, bringing out stories that are worth sharing. I am Rituparna Ghosh, your host and founder of Your Story Bag, a storytelling training and consulting company, helping our listeners harness the power of stories. In our inaugural set of episodes, we are delighted to partner with Bombay Chambers of Commerce as digital storytelling partner, ahead of the upcoming communications conclave on 14 June at Taj Vivanta in Mumbai. The conclave is titled Breaking Silos, where we talk about the convergence of people, power, purpose in dynamic times. In my first podcast, I am joined by Mrs. Roma Balvani, who is the Chief Curator of the conclave. Mrs. Balvani is currently associated with Vedanta as Senior Advisor, Brand and Communications. Prior to this, Mrs. Balwani has spent nearly a decade with Mahindra Group as Chief Group Communications Officer. In a career spanning 30 years, Mrs. Balwani has witnessed the evolution of communication in Indian business. In this podcast, she shares her vision behind this conclave and a story of what happens when silos are broken. Thank you so much for joining me on my first podcast where I'm trying to find out what's in your story bag. So thank you so much for having us over in Mumbai for your conclave where we're talking about breaking barriers. So let's talk about why are these barriers, why are we having this conference and what are the barriers within an organization?
1: So first of all, thank you so much, Rituparna, for having me uh, doing this first block uh, Podcast, as you put it, uh, with you, and uh, what I see in my story bag. Why did we really come up with this particular theme for uh, the Bombay Chamber of Commerce and Industries uh, maiden conclave? And this is part of the uh, committee which uh, has uh, rejuvenated itself now. And in the current context, and we were having this conversation with the, with the media committee members who wanted to initiate some kind of connect with different stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And when they were talking about different stakeholders, the, the idea crystallized that who are these stakeholders, who are we addressing, And and are we addressing them? If not, how do we address them? And then this whole thing about why silos in an organization is detrimental mm. or is there an opportunity for Bombay Chamber to have this conversation in a larger audience and, and figure out whether breaking silos is something that can contribute effectively finally for an organization to make it a responsible organization.
0: Mm-hmm. So within that was what really
1: helped me uh, crystallize the theme of this uh, particular conclave because it was strategic in nature. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to repeat uh, the con- the conversations other conclaves had, mm-hmm. which you know, but there are many which focus on communication, human resources, business, mm-hmm. advertising, uh, sales and marketing. But we thought this: we need to take it to a higher order.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, given your experience of having worked with corporates of so many different kinds and seeing the communication space evolve, uh, could you describe a you know a scenario or a situation where you think you know communication is muffled with between different departmental silos and therefore the need to have such conversations today? So, my
1: experience has been that, let's say, in the last decade that I've been very actively involved with two large organizations. Mm. Both are uh, having diverse businesses and Mm. they are in different sectors. One is a a B2C and one is a B2B. So both have their different... uh, they treat business is different, right? Mm. But at the same time, I see a common thread between the two organizations that I closely worked with and I felt that what what was coming out is the way either there are synergies of communication between the the teams at both at the uh, layered levels of the organization right up to the top management, Mm. including the board, You know, we can't discount the fact that there is a certain direction which comes from the board of directors. And as you know, today, uh, there are stakeholder committees in the board And now with our new, uh, you know, corporate affairs, uh, new ruling, which came from SEBI, that we need to give 2% back Uh, into the CSR Mm. for the profits that our corporates Mm. earn so all this really makes us uh, be much more responsible to the kind of communication and the reputation that an organization has Mm. or needs to build.
0: Right so given that that that, you know there has to be a far more seamless communication between departments Uh, and and then like you mentioned that you've worked with two different large corporates again the nature of the business is different Uh, they obviously have to uh, handle their different stakeholders who could be a similar set of people Uh, for example employees are in same in both cases but um, uh, you know over with time in, in these decades have you do you think that stakeholders have also evolved and therefore therefore the need to have a more unified communication uh, is the need of the hour.
1: I would tend to agree with you on that because stakeholders are much more well-informed. And the first stakeholder that you're really talking about is the employees of an organization, yes. right? Yes. Now, these employees are much more well-informed. Also, they're committed to the organization that they have uh, thought. Uh, good to be part of. Mm. So if these are the employees that you need to really uh, address, then communication to them have to be free-flowing, they have to be authentic, and they have to always have that high order of governance which they should appreciate in an organization that they are associated with. So these uh, stakeholders now know that they have a universe outside which feeds them a lot of information which is through the internet and the advent of social media has really given them insights real time there is nothing that an organization should not communicate or thinks that it should it's not relevant for its internal employees i don't think that exists now in the past when there was not that many communication tools available to an organization or the employees probably the scenario was different there there could be a calibrated way of communicating it would be in a in a sense that the the employee consumes, what the organization tells them, at the same time they would have Because they're public at large or they're investing in that organization, they would know a little more or an annual report would be their best Mm. guide to see what the organization is all about. Mm. So a potential investor would also look at that. Now that became a more traditional form of communication Mm. and the information would be, in a sense, one-sided. I think that that has changed over a decade and by leaps and bounds. Because everybody is interested in in an organization, whether they are investing in that organization, whether they are an employee in that organization, or they are the general public. They may not have a stake in the organization, but they have a say in the organization, which is different.
0: Right. Oh, given that, like we, we're talking about uh, the whole idea of breaking those silos and having a unified or rather a larger narrative within an organization which uh, caters to all the stakeholders and uh, which answers their queries or rather their thoughts about the organization that they're associated with. Uh, could you share a story or an anecdote of, uh, you know, of both sides, maybe, or either side that you want to talk about, um, a situation where the organization has suffered because of the silos or an organization which has rather blossomed or rather progressed because of breaking those silos. Could you give an example or a story from your experience?
1: Yeah, sure. Because there was a time when uh, the organization, which was a B2C organization, wanted to really augment their brand. And when they were in that process of augmenting their brand, they had put everything ep- piece in place, which is part of a brand strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're really doing an entire uh, immersion of, of what the brand attributes of an organization should be, what are the way that you define the organization, what are the, uh, the elements of the personality of the organization, everything was put in place. And I remember having this conversation with a young strategy uh, a colleague who said, uh, Roma, now I'm ready. I think we should announce this externally, and this is a good time to do that. So I sat with him and I asked him just one question. Mm -hmm. That has this exercise been exposed to all of the employees, or it is with a select few, Mm -hmm. which means people who were part of the whole research activity where you're know you also part of that uh, universe where uh, the research is also directed at you because you're an employee. Mm. Now, I said, is that being circulated widely and does the organization know about this whole exercise that you're doing to augment the brand because Mm. it's a very ethical, strong brand Mm. and you want to take it to the next level. So, is that being addressed? And he had a... Look on his face and he said no, but that is part of the exercise that we do post the launch of the brand augmentation. I said why so? Because if you're going to get these stakeholders to be your brand ambassadors, they should be the first to know Mm. and they should be the first one who should actually uh, believe in your brand uh, strategy, who should be participative to this brand strategy and why just a chosen few of the top leadership or some of the departments which you want to break the silos with. Mm. Right, and and he understood the the where I was coming from, and he said yes. I think this is a good conversation to have with the with the larger group of people involved in this brand strategy. And they went back uh, uh, to the drawing board, and I was happy to see that uh, the conversations became so intense internally that they felt there was a huge campaign first. To really sensitize every individual in the organization, mm-hmm. and mind you, the organization was spread across the globe, so you just can't have uh, uh, this brand strategy which only addresses uh, the organization where it belongs, where they are their headquarters, but mm-hmm. it also has to uh, you know address the global aspirations of the employees of the organization mm-hmm. and I still remember that uh, one of the uh, the uh, core purpose of the organization really didn't address that. And they actually then started thinking and they said, Would a Mr. Lee in China uh, be associated with this kind of a core purpose that we have? Or uh, would he say, Why would I, you know, uh, align to a core purpose which is very, uh, uh, you know, very, let's say, Indian in the mindset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then they started. Uh, questioning and uh, going back to talking to all the young minds within the organization and the project manager on the job of this brand strategy and saying that this is something that uh, while Roma has questioned, it's a larger uh, question that we need to address and why don't we do that? I can't tell you how pleased I was Mm. that the entire way of of, uh, creating the brand campaign took a 360 degree turnaround Mm -hmm. and we started creating the brand campaign internally. Mm -hmm. And once the brand campaign got seeded internally, got internalized and and it was so nice to see the top management actually having the communication workshops with that kind of branding which they are planning to take out and not a single uh, person within the organization let it out but they just let the energy out. Mm-hmm. they 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 were so excited that they were part of this whole uh, uh, exercise mm-hmm. that when the campaign was told to the media officially and when there was these conversations in, in the larger context with the stakeholders in fact i remember when the uh, the agm was held and this became one very important element even for the chairman to to share with the fact that they had gone through this uh, rigorous exercise and why this brand campaign is now augmenting their brand. Mm -hmm. So I think these are learnings. And what did we do? We just made sure that the narrative got consolidated. All the internal functions came together for a common purpose. Mm -hmm. And there was a common thread which went through the the organization that really created the success of the uh, brand.
0: Right. Wow, I think you will have an entire uh, bag tumbling full of stories, Mrs. Uh Balvani. I think we can go on and on with with this. Uh, But I think this is as much we have time for today. Uh, We'll be back with you again on another day to catch up on some more integral, uh, let's say, conversations around communication and the need to break those silos. I look forward.
1: I really look forward, Yutupanda. And I also look forward... To to your uh, uh, guests who, who do hear this podcast, that they can uh, be part of this very strategic conclave happening on June 14th in Mumbai at the at the Taj President and uh, participate actively in this narrative and the storytelling that you have weaved together for
0: us. <laughs> Thank you so much. And like I said, I am like an eager child waiting to listen to all these stories that, uh, you know, you would have otherwise not heard. So you hear it from the horse's mouth and therefore it becomes very, very special and memorable. So I really like this job of being the curator, the chief curator of all the stories um, at your conclave. And I'm really looking forward to this experience. So until we catch up again, thank you so much for joining me. And like I said, we'll be back with more podcasts around the conversation of why we need to break the silos in organizations around communication and why we need a unified narrative for a, for an organization until then happy storytelling